Colleges make their admissions decisions behind a cordon of security befitting the selection of a pope. The reasons why one applicant was accepted while another was rejected are closely held by the few people permitted in the room at the time the choices are made. And soon after issuing their one-word rulings, yes, no, or maybe, admissions officers usually feed the evidence of their deliberations into Iran-Contra-era document shredders. The raw materials that fuel such discussions, test scores, race, social class, grades, athletic ability, family connections, are considered far too combustible to be combined in front of the applicants themselves, let alone a wider audience. To penetrate this mysterious culture, I spent eight months from the fall of 1999 until the spring of 2000 as an observer inside the admissions office of one of the most selective colleges in the country, Wesleyan University in Middletown, Connecticut. I then mined that experience to write a series of articles that appeared on the front page of the New York Times. As part of my research, I peered over the shoulders of the Wesleyan admissions staff as they sorted and evaluated ten times as many applications as there were seats available in the class of 2004. At the moment that these sentries were turning back most of the teenagers massed at the university's front gate, so too were their colleagues at Harvard, Yale, Stanford, and dozens of other elite educational institutions. Each received a record number of applications in the winter of 2000, and each would whittle its lists of applicants down in strikingly similar ways. The gatekeepers grew out of that newspaper series. Specifically, it tells the story of one admissions officer, Ralph Figueroa, and the high school seniors whose cases he and his colleagues considered that year. My goal in writing this book is to allow any outsider, including those teenagers hoping to gain access themselves, to follow along as actual applications pass through each stage of an entire admission cycle at an elite private college. None of the applicants' names have been changed, nor have the details of their lives. The story told here begins in classrooms and homes across the country, as the applicants huddle anxiously with their guidance counselors and parents in their junior year before scrambling to take the SAT and to compose their college essays. The narrative then travels behind the closed doors of the admissions office, as well as the officers' homes, as the applications of those same students are debated, often heatedly. Finally, the applicants receive responses from Wesleyan, and other colleges and face decisions of their own. As they try to imagine their lives four years into the future and well beyond that, they embark on visits to Wesleyan and some of its most formidable competitors, including Stanford, Brown, Harvard, Yale, Cornell, Vassar, and the University of Chicago. In a postscript, the applicants reflect on the whole nerve-wracking experience from the vantage point of their first two years of college, Some attend Wesleyan, others do not. And in a new afterword, I reflect on the entire process a decade later.